Good afternoon, crew. Good afternoon, Tarleton. Hey, mate. How you doing? Freaking awesome. Uh, although, I'll have to point out the elephant in the room. It is a Wednesday. It is not morning. It and is it not is not morning. Tuesday. It is a Wednesday. Uh, we've been busy, mate. We've been busy this week. So, um, we are a day late. But, hey, we're here. That's all that matters. Look, the defence I have is, is that normally we don't post this to the Wednesday anyway, right? So... Could have got through without telling anybody. We're cutting this out. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, so, look, apologies that, we, uh, that we've missed a day, but... Um, What's going on uh, the last week, mate? Uh, this last week, it's the last funny... I think I've said this the last three times that we've recorded this, but it is the last quarter of the financial year, and it is stupid how busy things are getting uh, for me. And it's good. I can't complain. Good busy? It is good busy. We like good busy. I can't complain. Um, so to all my clients out there that do listen to this, um, I will get back to you eventually. <laughs> um, you? Uh, same. Tender season. But you Everyone, are like balls, balls deep into... I'm, I'm very, very deep into some very uh, lengthy and in-depth tenders. So um, we all know how much we love, love doing tenders. So uh, hopefully it's all good, mate. But uh, yeah, same as you. Everyone's trying to finalise those budgets for the next financial year. And of course, with that comes... Um, a lot of inquiries, so it's great from a sales perspective. Awesome, and look, it kind of leads into our, oh, actually, before I go into that, I just want to acknowledge some of the positive feedback that we've been getting off the back of the podcast and the back of our social engagement. So to those reaching out to us uh, with, with thanks and gratitude. Thanks, mum. <laughs> thanks, honey. Um, no, it's, it is, it's much appreciated, which kind of leads us into the topic that we want to talk about today, which is motivation and inspiration, which is, you know, what keeps us motivated? What, what are the wells that we go to when we're, when we're lacking? I mean, we're, there's peaks and troughs in everyone's life, right? So, um, yeah, so we, we, we felt a big kick of inspiration and, and motivation off the back of your feedback. So we wanted to be able to give back to, back to you guys and say where we go to for... So what, what, let's, let's start simple. What motivates you in a day-to-day? It might not necessarily be business-wise, but you know, if you were to choose a couple of key motivators for yourself, what would that be? So using the topic that um, that we spoke about yesterday, or like last week, sorry, uh, which was around mentorship. Yep. One of the mentors um, that I that I have speaks about the funeral mentality. The funeral mentality around when you die, how many people do you want to attend your funeral? Will there be 50 people that turn up? Will there be 250 people turn up? Fast forward your life to the point where you die and you are you know, a ghost looking at your funeral. How many people would you love to be at that, at that ceremony, right? And, and that leads me to what inspires me and what motivates me, and that's my legacy. It's what I leave wherever I am, be it my career, be it my personal life. It's what do I leave behind when I'm gone? What can sustain the test of time past me? My physical being. Sure, legacy is a bit wishy-washy, though. Give me, give me some some real points. Okay. About, about that so, from a career perspective, it's I want to be known at Ethan Group as being the sales guy that left the best customers, that pushed the business to be the most profitable, that drove Ethan Group to go from you know three hundred million dollars a year turnover to four hundred million dollars a year turnover. That was an integral member of the team that drove us to be a privatised company to a public company, public IPO company. That's what I look at. So career and dollars and cents and what look, my bank account looks like falls secondary to those motivations. Sure. What about yourself? Uh, I like um, 
I get really motivated, going back to what we talked about last week, from that mentor relationship, um, when somebody's trying to drive me and, and has quite high expectations, and I'm always really motivated to succeed and, and, and exceed those expectations, it's really, really important for me. Once again, similar to you, quite primary to numbers and cents in your bank account, um, which, which isn't really a massive driver for, for myself. I think it's quite common actually through um, people of my generation is, is we are looking, you know, we are looking to, to lead and, and to really, really exceed expectations and, and then that money comes in a second. Um, in a personal life, uh, I think it's really important just to be, um, just to be a, good, a good human. Uh, and I, I certainly don't succeed on that. No. Um, any more than probably 70% of the time, but um, <laughs> like to think that I give it a good shot. Um, so, you know, that's being approachable, that's being funny, because I'm hilarious, obviously. Um, oh, and, when, when uh, people ask me about you, that's the first thing I say, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. No, all right, but what about, I mean, because, you know, mental health is, 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 is I, I think it's an undiagnosed, um, result of salespeople, right? I think we get, we go through peaks and troughs just through the natural emotion of what we do. That's my own personal feeling. I'd agree a... with you, but I'd open it out to any high stress job, right? Yeah. So right. we have, we, we have firm KPIs that are solely driven by what you do every day. Correct. And I think if you can, if you, if your only motivation is money, you can quickly run out of inspiration to be able to go that extra mile or when the times are tough to, to really step above and, and yeah, go absolutely. go above and beyond. So when you, let's let's paint a scenario, right? You're, you're six months into a, into a financial year. Yep. You know, you've got, you know, management breathing down your neck around, you know, what results you're gonna be able to deliver to them. You've got customers coming to you and saying, we've got no money. How are you, like, what are you looking towards? What, what, what are, where are you going to be able to pick you up and, and lift you up out of that rut? Yeah, I mean, ideally you don't get that position uh, because you've done some planning, but if you get to that position and you're, you're in there, you're in deep and you've got no, no, no um, future opportunities coming up from a sales perspective, I think the, the best thing to do is to acknowledge that, sit down, build that sales plan out. I'm not talking about a big document, I'm just talking about a couple of dot points in terms of key accounts that you're going to target, how long realistically it's going to be to close them. In, in our world, it's six months minimum to, to, to get into the accounts that we do and, and to get something across the line. And then obviously communicate that back up because you need to make sure that everyone above you is aware of, of what's going on because otherwise they're just looking at the numbers and going, well, you know what, Tarleton hasn't done nothing for six months, let's get rid of them. The conversation is significantly more different when you've come to them and said, uh, this is where I'm at, this is where I'm trying to get, and this is how I'm going to get there. And I think it's that the motivation there really, really helps once you build that plan because you can see it and you're no longer any emotion about it. You're going, okay, I'm going to target these 10 clients. I have a 70, 30, whatever my percent close rate is. That means I know I'm going to get three of them, but I do know it's going to take six to eight months. I just have to be okay with that. And as long as I communicate that up, I think you should be. Yeah. And look, from from the other side of the fence, you know, although I've never really lived that life, I know enough people in there and, and have, have had enough, have, have had enough conversations over my career to understand that 
you know, what motivates those individuals, especially in operation side of things, which, you know, we're, we're selling to IT guys, which yeah, are generally operation, operational type guys and, and girls. You, you really need to understand what your North Star is. So what is it, what's your focus? What is it that you're trying to achieve from a business standpoint? Because I know, like, there are, there are finance pressures on these people in terms of budget. They're either under budget, they're over budget, you know, they're worried about losing budget, they're worried about losing headcount. There are things that build up in these in these people's lives that are, you know, just as daunting as our as our KPI. So we get that. You need to understand though where your you know where your North Star is. What is it that you're focusing on? Is it that, you know, you're providing for your family? Is it that you've got a sick child at home and you're paying for medical expenses and you know, irrespective of when the times get tough? that is that, that one thing that you'll focus on that brings you back on rails. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's, that's really important. That, and one thing that we, we spoke a little bit about um, last week, but is, is relevant again is, you know, we, we all have personal lives and they are more important almost all the time than what you do at work, right? So it's really important keeping that focus on you. And you can use that to try and not bring stuff home. So you've had, you've had that, um, that period of, um, if it's on the sales side, perhaps you're not closing anything or, or you're struggling with budgets or to deploy a new project, you're not on track. But when you go home, you need to, you need to be really, really aware of how important it is that you, you disengage from work. Because it allows you to re-engage and get right back into it the next day. Whereas if you, I find I come home and I'm, my mind's going about work and I'm trying to get to sleep, and I'm still thinking about work, and I wake up and I'm still thinking about work. My next day, not as productive. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's you haven't had a chance to switch off, right? Yeah. So I think you know a really key bit of being motivated at work is making sure that there's times when you're motivated and there's been nothing to do with work. Yeah. You want to go out and um, have fun, see see your see your friends and family, and, and really disengage there. Really, to me, drives that motivation at work. Yeah. So I'll, like I'll speak honestly here. So. You know, we're, I consider myself to be an entrepreneur, right? That's not necessarily a word you're going to find in. I think you just made that in word the up. Oxford Dictionary, that's but right. it's it's that's the second word we've made up on this podcast. Yeah, correct. Let's give away a fridge. Um, <laughs> so no, in, in all honesty, right? Like, there's entrepreneurs who go out and build businesses, right? And, and that's what they're passionate about. And the way I view an entrepreneur is someone that has entrepreneurial attributes but wants to do that for within a within the confines of the of the business that they work for. Sure. And work in, and from my perspective, like that's that gives me a level of flexibility in my work and autonomy in my work that I can afford to go and coach my son's underage basketball team as an example. So on a Monday, and my CEO knows this. I've got no, I've got no qualms about him listening to this. On a Monday at three thirty, I go and pick up my kids, and at four o'clock, I'm coaching my son's nice. underage basketball team. Now, that's like, for me, that's like motivational brownie points because at 11 o'clock at night in tomorrow, when I'm literally trying to finalize the final elements of a major RFP response, I'm not looking at the clock and going, F this, F that, damn this company, I can't handle. I'm not thinking about that. I'm even not even thinking about, you know, you know, the potential opportunity to earn more off the back of whether this company I'm looking at it going, I owe it to my employer to deliver on this, whether it takes me an hour or five hours because they give me the 
you know, the, the, the ability to be able to Absolutely. go in and go and coach my son. That's inspiration for me. That's motivation. So it's for the me. respect the company's given you that, that, that really drives that motivation, right? Yeah, and look, you know, I, I apologise if you know this then leads for someone to go and hand in your resignation because you're not getting that at your uh, at your current employer. But jeez, man, you you may need to go and do that because if you're not if you're not getting that level of freedom in your work, or you're not getting that level of passion about your employer, then you really need to go and consider because that could be sapping. You know your career. You could be limiting yourself. You could be, and you're probably doing a disservice to the to your employer. Yeah, I mean, I think we are um, as as sales apps. We, we do have a bit more flexibility than most other most other roles because we we are fairly autonomous and we, we do do some weird hours at times. But no, I think it's 100% flexible arrangements are really really important. So let's let's move on. So let's talk more about how you go and drive your motivation when you don't have any. When I drive, sorry? How you go and drive your motivation when you don't have any. Right. Uh, so for me, it's going back to like what I said before, where I've built up enough branding point credits to be able to reflect on what it is and the flexibility. Um, for me as well, um, literally the number one thing people, successful people, and success can be measured in both monetary richness as well as flexibility of yeah, freedom of absolutely. lifestyle. But the number one item across all of those individuals is that they invest in themselves and they achieve that by reading and they achieve that by going to networking events and going to conferences and investing in those areas, right? So when I'm really struggling, and there are times where I really struggle, right? Where I'm feeling really down and I'm having a moment, I'll go back and I'll look through the books that I've read or I'll go back through and I'll look at, through the audio library that I've got. And even just looking at the, the titles of the books reminds me about the gold nuggets that I've gotten from those books, right? Whether it's Simon Sinek's, you know, Golden Circle and, you know, What's Your Why, that sort of that sort of thing. Or whether it's, you know, you know, what I've just finished reading about now about taking full ownership and full leadership around the decisions that you make and your lifestyle. Those sorts of things are what inspires me to keep going when in, in the toughest moments. Yeah, fair enough. I think that's really important. Um, so I think that's probably we'll wrap up for the day. Um, no, I, I agree. I, I think we've we've spoken enough about what we well, you know, what motivates us and, and what drives us. I mean, I'd be encouraged to hear about what motivates other people. I, I would, I'd bank on the fact that money is the last one of those things. It's, it's always uh, an outcome or it is, you know, it's, it's being able to travel more, it's being able to, you know, it's being able to spend more time with family. It's always those sorts of things as opposed to money that, um, that, that I think. So yeah, we encourage you, comment, email us, find us on our social platforms. We'd love to hear it. Thanks. See you next Tuesday. Not Wednesday. Not Wednesday. Definitely Tuesday. Definitely Tuesday. See you guys. See ya.